service. Welcome back to the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. Today is episode 103. Thanks for being here. As always, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Full Service Pod. I am at Tank Funkadelic. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is by joining us on Patreon. Each month we have at least one Patreon-exclusive episode you cannot hear anywhere else. That's patreon.com slash fullservicepod. If you enjoy the show, make sure you are subscribed on whatever platform you're joining us on. Hit that little plus button, that heart button. Maybe it says subscribe. You'll be alerted as soon as those new episodes drop. Today, episode 103, super excited. My guest is Bay Area-based companion, porn star Zuri Love. We uh, caught up a few weeks ago. Zuri was on tour in Atlanta for a couple days, so we sat down, recorded this. Super excited to have them on the podcast. We talk Halloween. We look at Zuri starting sex work sugaring, transitioning to companionship, their passion for the decriminalization of sex work. We talk touring. We look at, we talk porn. We talk representation in porn. We talk OnlyFans. We look at that like period in August when they said that they weren't going to, you know, allow adult content. We look at what those five days look like for Zuri. Zuri gives advice for companions, for clients. We look at misconceptions in sex work and we look and we look forward to the future what's happening in the future shout out zuri i appreciate you coming on the pod follow zuri they are on twitter at zuri love that is at z-u-r-i-l-0-v-e on instagram at zuri love z-u-r-i-i-l-o-v-e and you can find zuri on onlyfans onlyfans.com slash zuri love z-u-r-r-i L-O-V-E. I got links in the show notes. Click the links. Do the things. Give Zuri a follow. I'm going to stop talking. I hope you enjoy my interview today with Zuri Love. Thanks. Listeners, so, so, so excited. So (laughs) goddamn excited. I know. I'm so excited to be here. This is great. This is this is amazing. Thanks for coming to the podcast. Thanks for inviting me onto the podcast. I'm really happy that you sent me an email. I wasn't expecting it, but when I got it, I was like, "Oh, okay, when cool." You were, when you replied, I was like, "Oh, it's happening." Like, <laughs> very appreciative of that. Want, I definitely wanted to do more fun stuff while I was here, so this is a pleasant surprise. Hell yeah! How uh, we're in Atlanta right now. How you like it, Atlanta, so far? I like Atlanta. It's like my third time here, um, and I'm trying to eat more food. Like, especially good food. What, uh, have you had anything good yet? Uh, no, not yet. Anything on the agenda? I really want barbecue. Okay. Really bad. Like, really bad. Like, really good barbecue. There's Fox Brothers barbecue. It's pretty good. Okay. Anything, like, because I know there's there's a lot of black people in Georgia, which makes me, pardon me, very happy. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I want some black-owned Black owned barbecue. Okay. Yeah, black owned barbecue. Like anything black owned. Okay. I, I want it in my mouth. <laughs> well, there's a there's a chicken wing place, a pizza place, Jack's Pizza and Wings yes. on Highland. Okay. So fucking good. I love pizza and I love wings. So, that's so fucking you perfect. gotta you gotta go to that spot. Okay. I Maybe recommend I'll it. Do that tomorrow. I recommend it to everybody. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I Fuck will get yeah. info on that later. How was the? I saw you went to the aquarium earlier today. How was the aquarium? The aquarium was so much. fun. Fun. I recommend everybody who comes to Atlanta to go to this aquarium. It's one of the largest aquariums in the world, and they have whale sharks. They're so big. Yeah. Did you have a favorite, I guess, favorite animal? Is it? Um, well, other than the whale shark, I love the hammerhead shark, and there was a giant 
Pacific octopus, which is one of my favorite animals of all time. Nice. Which is huge. Um, And then I think one of my other favorite ones is the California sea lion. Okay. Yeah, and they do a lot of work with um, the West Coast for preserving, like, sea lions and also taking ones, like, into captivity that literally cannot survive on their own because of, like, circumstances. Like, they lost their mom. Yeah. Um, They got separated from their mom by... A big animal trying to eat them. So, yeah, I was very happy to see them there because I haven't been to the aquarium back home in a few months and I miss it. Yeah. So this was very nice to do. I do. I feel like I do love the aquarium because it's like one of the only places like aquariums and zoos where you get to see like just kids don't really understand the concept of glass. Yeah. And they're they, confused. They're, they're like, it's going to get me. And then yeah. they're like, there's, there's a layer here. Mm-hmm. There's a layer you're safe. Yeah, it's, it's okay. okay. It's okay. It's, it's so cute to see, like, kids going around, um, yeah. just enjoying themselves, but also being like, oh, my God, I'm scared. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. I think... Like, this, this glass is so thick. It's so thick. Like, you will be fine. I also saw beluga whales, which I was not expecting. Oh, it's yeah. It's favorite animal of mine. I was so super, super happy about Hell that. Yeah. Hell yeah. took lots of pictures. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Where are you visiting us? Where are you joining us from? Where are you coming from? I am joining us from the Bay Area. Oh, boy. From Oakland. Hell yeah. <laughs> which I call home now. How do you, how do you like Oakland? I freaking love Oakland. Um, it reminds me of home, but also is not home. So it's okay. great. <laughs> so say I've, I've, I've been to Oakland. I've driven through Oakland, right? Mm-hmm. I've never like stopped. Yeah. If I'm going, what's you got any recommendations for the people? What's what's fun to do in Oakland? Well, to be honest, I'm a bit of an introvert, but I like to go on walks. So I would recommend going on like a nature walk um, in some of the parks that they have. There's also the botanical garden. Beautiful. Has lots of flowers. I would definitely suggest going in season though. Um, Rose garden. Rose Um, garden? Yeah, the rose garden. And if you're looking for good food, that's like, (laughs) it's my favorite place to eat. And it's, (laughs) it's called um, Gus's fried chicken. Gus's fried chicken? Yeah. It's in downtown. Okay. Yeah. It's bomb. Hell yes. Eat there. I feel like this is good. We already got Jack's. We got Gus's. Yeah. People listen to the podcast. They got two like opposite side of the country recommendations. Mm-hmm. You really yeah. can't go wrong. Exactly. Like they they have some really tasty chicken and bomb potato salad and baked beans. Oh, I can't wait yeah, to go home and eat that. Fun. We gotta we gotta stop with the food. Yes. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> yes, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> I haven't eaten yet. It's <laughs> oh no. Okay, yeah. yeah, I need to eat again. I ate lunch earlier, but I need dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like you know we're towards the end of the pandemic. Hopefully, who knows what's happening? It's going to be around <sighs> for, but stuff's opening up. Stuff's opening up. You yeah. know, is there anything you're excited to do that you haven't been able to do in the past, like you know, like 18 months or so? One thing I'm very excited to do, which I didn't get to do last year. It involves Halloween. I'm a big Halloween fan, so I'm nice. excited to go to the the Halloween events. <laughs> are you? Do you have a costume? You're, are you going as anything? I don't go dressed up to the Halloween events because I don't think adults are allowed to, depending on where you go. Because I tend to go to like not Scary Farm, which is one of the oldest parks in California, and Disneyland, which adults aren't allowed to wear certain costumes. Okay. It makes sense, you know, they don't yeah. want to confuse them with the characters. Halloween Horror Nights, however, I don't know if you can wear costumes there. I've actually never asked, but I would. 
if they, I was allowed, but I also want to be comfortable because I'd be, I'm just going to be screaming and laughing the entire time because I'm getting scared. So <laughs> I tend to go uncomfortable clothes, um, but I'm going to be doing outfits for every day of October. Nice. Um, for month, yeah, 30, 31 days of Halloween. Oh, that's going to be cool. I've been waiting for Halloween since June. <laughs> well, even before that. Halloween is 365 days for me. That's because I'm just a, a big Halloween fan. <laughs> Halloween's the best. It's like right near my birthday. So I'm like, I, yes. like, I love it. Yes, it's not anywhere near my birthday. I wish it was, but it's still my favorite month out of the entire year. Hell yeah! I think the whole I call the whole month Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> the whole month's Halloween. You're like happy Halloween. You're like it's the second. You're like you're happy wrong. It's Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> it never ends. It never ends for me. I saw your uh, learning sign language. Yes, I'm doing rather poorly at it right now, but I'm trying. I've been kind of distracted with other things. So when I have the chance in my house, we have um, the alphabet on our walls, like on posters. And so I go in there and I, I practice signing like A, B, C, D, E. Fuck. Oh, exactly. Hey, you were good for That was yeah. good for a second, though. I always forget E, F, and G. Like, What's the one with the swoop? Is that this is is there one with the there's a swoop happening in one of the letters? Yeah, H, I, J, K, L, M, N. No, wait, M, N, O, P. Okay. Yeah. Q. I also have an app on my phone which helps me. Nice. Because I used to learn in elementary school, and I knew the entire alphabet and it was memorized for a long time, but. I just forgot. My mom still knows the entire alphabet, though, and can sign it at me. That's impressive. Yeah, so um, I'm also trying to learn for my nephew, my youngest one. He's nonverbal. Um, he still talks. It's just it's hard for him to enunciate his words for yeah. whatever reason. So he's getting tested soon, and hopefully you can figure out what's going on. But I'm learning it also for him. So if he doesn't want to talk or can't talk in the future, like and enunciate, which... Is diff- it's it's difficult for him because he gets frustrated because he's very smart at three years old. And when you can't understand him, he gets mad. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, we're going to learn sign language. So you can tell us what you want in sign language and we're going to understand you. That would be great. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Yeah. And also I have one of my good friends is, is deaf. So. Got to be able to communicate. Exactly. Everyone should learn how to sign. sign. Everyone. Yeah. What uh? so I know you're a cartoon fan. Yes. What's an underrated cartoon for the people? You got a cartoon for the people? Hmm. Let me think. I have a couple cartoons, actually. I highly suggest watching Steven Universe. <laughs> okay. That's my... It's not. I don't think it's underrated, because most people like it, but that's my favorite show. Um, it's very queer. It's very POC forward. And definitely something I recommend to people who, um, you know, want to feel some feels. Yeah, <laughs> I love fields of fields. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of fields. Um, nice. Let me think. What else? Gravity Falls. Um, I'm naming mostly like kiddish shows, but they're for adults too. So, yeah. but yeah, because if, if you watch Gravity Falls and you come back, you're gonna be like Zuri. That was a kids show, but that wasn't a fucking kids yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? Um, and also, what else? One of my new favorite animes is called Toilet Bound Hanako-kun. Ooh. Or, um, I hope I pronounced that right. My bad. 
I highly, highly suggest watching that. Okay. It caught me off guard. Okay. I was very happy. That's all, yeah. I'm, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what, uh, what's something you're passionate about? Hmm. Decriminalizing sex work. <laughs> yeah. That. Um, Were you passionate at all before you got into sex work about decriminalizing sex work? Or is that something that has kind of evolved since you got into sex work? Mm, I got into sex work pretty early. um, And I've always thought that sex work was normal. I've been watching the Moulin Rouge and a bunch, like Pretty Woman um, and a bunch of other like movies about sex workers for a very long time. And my mom has never made it seem like it was a bad thing, just that there would be a lot of stigma um, faced against them, which, you know, we could see in a lot of the media. Yeah. Like, even in Family Guy, they're constantly, like, um, bashing on on hookers. So what does that say about how society feels about us? But, yeah, I've I've been pretty radicalized (laughs) for a while. Um, But becoming one definitely radicalized me more and made me push to want better for not only sex workers, but for the disabled, for those who are in the LGBT plus community, for those who are black like me, for those who are brown, for those who are Asian, for everybody who's marginalized um, and under the patriarchy's boot and forced to fucking survive under capitalism. So yeah, I've, it definitely has helped me want to radicalize myself more which i'm at the point where i'm like yeah i'm I'm pretty radical at this point like i have different views but i'm still like radical do you feel like you've been able to influence people like that maybe were like not necessarily had a negative stigma against sex work maybe Mm -hmm. they didn't know anything but you were you've been able to like change how they feel about it through knowing you yes i do um i definitely feel that that's happened i have a lot of friends who like support what i do and have learned from me like certain terms, like why you shouldn't say this or why you shouldn't say that, things like that. Because um, like the stigma and bullcrap that sex workers face, that sex workers face, is constantly in society and like pushed on us. So it's kind of hard sometimes to get out of that mindset and get rid of those phrases. Um, so being a sex worker, it's it's very helpful to um, let people know, like, hey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's not a good word to use. You're not allowed to use that word. Please. Or stop. it's like only you can use. Yeah, the only word. we. Yeah, like yeah. yeah say if someone because for perfect example, I was talking to my mother on the phone the other day, and I you know I casually called myself a hooker because you know that's what I am, and she's like, oh, don't call yourself that, blah blah blah, and I'm like, it's what I am. <laughs> I can use that word. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. But I can, and it's how I take back my power. Yeah. So. It makes me think of a. Uh... So Margot St. James. Yeah. So one of the things that she always kind of preached, I feel like, was she would use the word prostitute, use mm-hmm. the word whore, mm-hmm. because it was like, I'm going to take this power back exactly. and try to change the stigma. Because exactly. if if it's this taboo word, then it's always going to be a taboo, taboo thing. Exactly. And then, But if we use it, us use it, and be like, wear it as like a badge of honor kind of thing, then it'll take away this negative stigma. Exactly. Of understood and completely agreed because i'm not but also i'm not going to change how people feel about that word it has to be sex workers themselves or whoever it is exactly that's under that umbrella exactly he's under using that umbrella that word whatever it may be um yeah i completely agree with that love you marco st james oh shout out like i did a 
I have a couple of episodes where I played a couple of her interviews. They're so good. Like it's uh, like I need to listen to them. But the thing that's the thing that sucks is like she's saying things in the seventies yeah. that people are saying now and it's like the like not much has changed at all. It, yeah, not much has really changed at all and it's so fucking disappointing. Um but further shows just how bad stigma is and how long it can take to get yourself out from under the thumb of like, yeah. stigma because they just don't want to listen to us. But luckily now we're in the age of social media and that makes it a lot easier for them to listen to yeah, us. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like with the internet, it's like like you the word can spread instantaneously. Exactly. Like, Thank goodness for the internet, honestly. Like, But it's also a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Because um, everyone's being bombarded with information constantly. It's like exactly, what? and then your platform is getting taken down just for trying to freaking exist. Yeah. So <laughs> it says a lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I try to start at the beginning of like everyone's kind of like sex work journey, right? Yeah. Do you feel like you can remember your first exposure to sex work? Mm, yeah, honestly, it was with movies. Okay. Yeah, as a young child. Yeah, I know you mentioned like Pretty Woman. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've been watching those movies for a really long time because I have a pretty freaking progressive mom. I know I'm going to mention my mom a lot, but it's because, Hell yeah. you know, I've been doing a lot of work um, on a relationship and I'm pretty proud of her. Um, yeah, most of that influence is from her. So I, I know she's always been like pro that, just hasn't talked about it outright yeah. um, until the last couple of years. But my first instance of that was watching Pretty Woman and then watching the Moulin Rouge and being like, wow, I would do that. Yeah. (laughs) How did you decide to get into sex work? Money. Money? Yeah. At around 18, 19, um, I was still in high school because I had to repeat my senior year due to a lot of circumstances. That was the year I got diagnosed with ADD. And that was a very, very... 2013 and 2014 were like two of the hardest years of my life. So, yeah, I got into it for money because I was working at PetSmart part-time and going to school at the same time. And I had to commute from L.A. to Orange County because the school I wanted to go to, the community college I wanted to go to, yeah, was over there. And I didn't mind doing it, though, because at the time I did not want to be at home. Like, things were not okay. Things were bad. Like, very stressful, very depressed um so i wanted to be down where my friends were um and i the school i wanted to go to was a pretty good school for musical theater and that was my um, major at the oh time. nice yeah musical theater and acting and so yeah i started because of that and was doing sugaring and craigslist dates and stuff like that okay yeah that's when that started so getting into sex work do you have any kind of like i guess preconceived idea of what you thought that might be getting into it and does that is does that differ at all when you get in or you kind of going in blank slate i'm doing this thing how does how does that kind of look for you i guess honestly i didn't really go in with a blank slate like i I did but i also had tumblr oh okay yeah i was in the tumblr sugar baby days back when that was like a huge huge thing and then that transferred over to instagram but that wasn't for a while but i knew it was going to be hard my pre my preconceived notion was that it was going to be hard, especially since at the time I was young, a bit naive, a lot more overweight and insecure, and yeah, just a dark skinned black person going into sex work and trying to go into sugaring is not 
<laughs> not fun. <laughs> it can it can be, but I had a pretty tough time starting off, to be honest. Do you do you like know anybody at that point that's also like sugaring? Uh, in sex work at all that you can kind of I know you you have Tumblr mm-hmm. do you have anybody like physically that you're like able to like lean on I guess at that point or is it like solely uh, you uh, no I have a couple of people um, to lean on like in terms of like who do sex work just like me um, thank god before though I did not no one around me did sex work not any of my friends I was the, the odd one out but one of my BFFs one of their parents did so okay she never had an issue, like, supported me, but was like, yeah, from what my mom has told me and from what she's seen, it's good to have, like, an exit plan, like, shit like that. And okay. I'm like, and I'm like, cool, sounds good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've, I've had support from them, from, like, my civvy friends, but none of them are, none of them are sex workers, so it was, a, it was a little different and a little difficult to talk about some things, but I could talk about those things with them because they had no judgment and fully support me. Yeah. So... But now I have like way more sex worker friends who are like, you know, my friends and coworkers, but they're my friends. Yeah. Like, and I can lean on them and they can lean on me and we can be there for each other because we know what it's like. I feel like I've, I've said this on the podcast too many times, but it's like, if I like have a comedy related problem, mm-hmm. I want to talk to another comedian because exactly. they get it. Yeah. It's the same thing with like, if I'm, if us as black people like want to talk about certain things we need to talk to other black people yeah like it's the same thing with everybody else too no matter your skin tone yeah because like, damn it's literally if you work at taco bell you know you might talk to somebody who also works at taco bell and they're like the fucking crud trap am exactly. i right you know what i'm fucking talking about yes. you wrap that shit just like i wrap that shit mm-hmm. you know? exactly same thing <laughs> <laughs> what uh what do you feel like your biggest challenge was starting out Getting booked, because, you know, new, people don't know who you are, um, you don't really have a presence. Yeah, getting getting booked and getting continued to get Okay. Booked. When, do you feel like there's, a, like, uh, maybe, like, a change, like, so you're doing sugaring, you said you wanted, like, a few Craigslist dates, mm-hmm. now you're, like, in companionship, I feel like does that might look a little different than what you were doing at the beginning in sugaring. Um, yes, it looks way different from what I was doing in the beginning with when do you When do you kind of, like, decide, like, I want to do companionship, mm. and what does that kind of change look like, I guess? I decided around 2016 that I wanted to do companionship, especially after a certain sugar baby told me that I wouldn't be able to be companion because of the way I looked and the way I presented myself. Because at that time, I had natural hair, was plus size, like, wasn't really doing, well, I'm still plus size, um, but I was way overweight than, you know, I should have been at that age. Um, For my personal body type, it was detrimental. Like, my knees were fucked up, my feet were fucked up, my back was fucked up. Yeah. Everything was fucked up. (laughs) So, someone told me that I couldn't do it, and that made me mad. (laughs) Watch this. Yes. So, I was like, okay, okay, I can't do it. Watch. And here I am now. Fuck yeah. Um, it's been a struggle. Um, yeah, in the beginning, like, <laughs> I may have made some, like, stupid little choices with the way, like, I presented myself, but I'm I f- me. I feel like there has to be a learning curve in everything yeah, you exactly. do. Yeah, exactly. There's there's a learning curve. I learned, like, not to put too much out on the timeline in terms of, like, my personal life. I learned not to um, oversaturate the timeline, like, with my shit. I learned how to build up my brand and get more followers since 2017 and cultivating like my, well, not what's the word? Persona? Yes. 
yeah, I had to work on who I was and figure out who I was. Um, and first I was Ava and now I'm Zuri. Okay. And I feel that Zuri is me. I feel like that. I, I never met Ava. I feel like Zuri, yeah. I feel like, I, it, I feel like it would just more you. Yeah. It hit me like lightning. Um, when I figured out my name, I was like, goes to Google. What does beautiful mean in Swahili? Oh, shit. Yeah, Zuri. And Damn. I'm a lovable person, and I believe in love in all forms. So that's why I made my last name Love. Beautiful Love. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Hell yeah. So we kind of talked about this earlier, where I mentioned, like, you know, like, as comedians write, a lot of times they... Like, they say that people don't find their voice until, like, years in. Like, they're, like, who they are on stage, essentially. Yes. How is... And that and that comes from just doing, you know, doing stand-up for a long time. Doing mm-hmm. the job for a long time, and you evolve as a person. Do you feel like you've figured out who you are as a sex worker? Or is it, is it you're continuing to grow? Or is it, like, how is it finding, you know, finding Zuri, I guess, you know? Um, I definitely think I'm at the point where I found myself. I... I'm still growing, of course, but I'm pretty sure, like, I know who I am in terms of, like, Zuri. I am rebranding soon, though. Okay. I'm still going to be Zuri. Nice. (laughs) But I'm still going to be the same person. It's just, I'm an ever-changing chameleon-ass shapeshifter, so you never know what you're going to get next, which is why... Especially when it comes to my photo shoots, that's why they look the way that they look. I'm always trying to like change. Hell yeah. Um, in little ways and also big ways. So, Fuck yeah. watch out for the next photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so, starting out in companionship, how was it initially like finding clientele? How was that for you? Um, finding it was um, a little. It was a little difficult um, at first, but. It takes time for some people, and sometimes it just goes right off the bat. Yeah. But finding clients for me, for the most part, they, in terms of like where they find me, they find me on Twitter. Okay. Because um, I have a big Twitter presence now. Um, it didn't used to be big. I used to have barely any followers, but I've been working on it for a really long time. So. Killing the Twitter game. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Killing the Twitter game. <laughs> Thanks. Um, people, follow. Yeah, follow me. Zuri Love. L zero V E. <laughs> but yeah, I've been doing that. And they also tend to find me on Instagram now. Okay. Which is a little weird because it didn't ever seem to work before. Yeah. But now it is. But it's kind of frustrating when you when you use it and you try to post shit and then Instagram's like, no, deletes my shit. They do love doing that. Yeah. And I post some some tame stuff and then I see other people posting like the same thing that I literally posted, but there it's still up, and I'm like, I don't appreciate that, but okay. Their their policy is definitely not uniform across the board. They are not uniform. It's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like you have an average clientele that comes to see you? Yes, I do feel like I have an average clientele that comes to see me. They typically range from like 25 to 60 plus. Okay. Yeah. It depends, but I have a variety, um, but the average people that do come are white men. Okay. Um, but that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of spending power. Yeah, they have <laughs> a lot of, yeah, they have, most of them have a lot of spending power. So, yeah, um, 
Yeah, it's honestly kind of half and half at this point. Okay. Um, but yeah, a big majority of them is. <laughs> okay. Do you feel like it varies on the based on location? No. <laughs> it's white men, and then I also get some lovely brown men occasionally. Nice. Um, also, the occasional, you know, black man, which makes me very fucking happy. Because um, I, I love black men, so I want to see more black clients. Hey, shout out to the black dudes listening to the podcast. Yes. What up? What up, my black men? I love you. Y'all hey. are amazing. Keep doing keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> also subscribe. Uh, five stars on Apple Podcasts. Really appreciate that. Thanks. Yes, uh, also Patreon. I appreciate the sub- subscription. Thanks. <laughs> Do you ever feel pressure in a session to live up to clients' expectations at all? No, I don't. Because they already know what they're going to expect. Because I pretty much lay that out that lay it out for them um i'm very transparent and blunt with yeah um my boundaries and i feel like that is the cool thing about social media to where it's like you can kind of put out what you want people to see and then people look they can look at your twitter scroll through your twitter and kind of get an idea of who you are you exactly. know like i've never met you before mm-hmm. i follow you on twitter and like Look through the Twitter, and I'm seeing you now, and yeah. I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm a real person. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I feel like people can see that, and they can kind of know you before actually getting to like meet you in person. Yeah, exactly, which is why I like Twitter so much. And that's why I've gotten a lot of Twitter clients is because of my, my Twitter. And I'm glad I'm blunt and you know more myself on my Twitter because it weeds out the assholes. Yeah. I don't want asshole clients because I have very little tolerance for that. Oh, yeah. And I have very little patience. So, especially like within the last maybe two or three years, um, I don't know what it is. It's not just me, but some clients have just been, you know, messy. So, (laughs) very messy downright dangerous so i lay out my boundaries flat out and they respect that so i i'm pretty good in terms of that oh yeah so currently on tour in atlanta Mm -hmm. how do you like how do you like touring what's what's touring like um touring can be fun it can also be very (laughs) nerve-wracking um but i i like it um flying is okay i am a little eh in planes but for the most part i tend to put my headphones in and go to sleep because um, I just don't want to be up because I'm surrounded by people and I can't leave the plane. So I'm just going to knock myself yeah. out <laughs> or read a book for hours. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I tend to sleep. And touring, touring can be really fun because I have a lot of friends all over the country um, and the world. So eventually when we're allowed to go into other places where they accept Americans... Hopefully I can go visit those people. But until that time, I'm staying here. <laughs> yeah. That is a cool thing. Like, just like with networking and knowing so many people in different places. Yeah. Like, it's like, I can go to Atlanta and know, see somebody that I know. I can go to Nashville. I can go to Seattle. I can go to Boston. You know, it's like you can go to all these different places. Exactly. And you're like, yeah, friends, I have friends wherever I go. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's nice to have friends wherever you go. Yeah. <laughs> How is it, I guess, finding people, finding clients that are not, you know, in the Bay Area? Is that is that driven a lot through social media as well? Yes, that's driven a lot through social media. 
I've also been trying to update my SEO on my website. That definitely helps when people okay. search um, in Google for like, you know, escorts. Um, but yeah, it's definitely social media. Twitter and Instagram are like my biggest things where people have been finding me. And I'm yeah. like, cool. That's because I don't have a lot of followers on Instagram, but my and my Twitter now has like 32. Yeah, you got a lot. Thousand, <laughs> some seven. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Like 32.8 you know yeah yeah, 30, yeah 32.7 or 32.8 it's 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 at that point now <laughs> <laughs> it's going up yeah do you have any favorite places to tour i really like touring philly philly's fun i love new york but i haven't had a lot of luck there yet okay um, but that's because new york has a lot of people yeah so that makes sense my i can tell you my least favorite place to tour least favorite um los angeles really yeah and i'm from there <laughs> <laughs> But not everybody has a lot of luck with Los Angeles because it's saturated and also some of the clients are just not worth it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, this is coming from an L.A. baby, born and raised. Some of the L.A. men are trash, and I highly suggest you stay away. (laughs) (laughs) But the rest of you, I love you. This is no diss to my Los Angeles men because there's a great bunch of them there. Shout out to the people in Los Angeles. Yeah, shout out to L.A., my home city hell yeah appreciate, <laughs> appreciate you subscribing to the patreon i really appreciate that uh, <laughs> i can't st- i can't stop plugging it it's plug it <laughs> it needs to be plugged <laughs> needs to be plugged where are you you're touring next month you're touring currently where where are you where are you where are you going after atlanta yeah after atlanta i'm going to philly and then after philly i'm going the fuck home for a couple weeks <laughs> and then october at the end of the month, the 18th to the 23rd, I'm going to Seattle. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Super excited for that. I haven't be been good. in that area for a while because I realized I've been in the area because I had to drive up there a long time ago um, to go to Vashon Island. Okay. So I had a flashback and I was like, wait, I actually have been in that area a long time ago with my family. Nice. So I'm super excited to go back and see what it looks like now. Oh, yeah. So, you know, aside from companionship... Porn star. Yeah. Porn's happening. Mm-hmm. The porn is happening. How long have you been <laughs> in the porn game? I think I've been in the porn game since maybe, I think it was either 2018 or 2019. Okay. Um, I can't remember, but one of the first ones I had, I think, was with my friend Johnny. Um, he's really cool, Johnny Johnny Husky. Um, nice. And, yeah. And then a, a few after that, which I'll not name because I didn't ever post them because reasons. Um but then I had my crash pad shoot, I'm having another crash pad shoot, and I have a bunch of people that I want to shoot with. It just hasn't happened yet. Hell so, yeah. Yeah. Super excited to be getting more into porn. Nice. How You have an OnlyFans? Yeah. I've had an OnlyFans since like they first started. It just didn't pop off until maybe 2019. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've been having, yeah, I've had it since the beginning. What's, yeah. what's the URL? OnlyFans.com oh, slash what? Slash Zuri Love, Z-U-R- I I L O V E. Pretty sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. And if not, it's Z U R R I L O V E. Okay. Okay. How, what do you think about OnlyFans? How, how do you, before, you know, before, you know, August of this month, I feel like there's a before and there's an after, right? Mm-hmm. Where, how do you feel about OnlyFans prior to, you know, last month? Um, I still thought that they weren't shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, for multiple reasons. 
But now after, you know, the events of August, I'm like, hey, y'all are still not shit and will continue to be that way until I see different because they threw us under the freaking bus and then tried to backpedal and include us in a crappy apology. Yeah. So I am not here for it. The funny thing is, it's like the mass, the majority of people are not on Twitter and it's like, you're going to give sex workers. I mean, they did, they gave us a little shout out on Twitter, but yeah. it's like, what the, f- it took you guys this long to acknowledge us. <laughs> Like, after you stole the entire site anyways off of a sex worker? Like, it's like, I'd love to give you credit, but only in 240 characters or exactly, less. Exactly, you know? because they know that they were caught in a bunch of bullcrap. Because, oh yeah, you're going to ban adult content? Well, here's to losing all your money. Yeah. And thanks for throwing us under the bus again and not supporting us and standing up for us. Yeah. When they could easily. So it's not like they don't have fucking capital. Exactly. They have the capital and they have the platform to push back against the laws that were passed to help decriminalize sex work and stop this damn stigma. Like not stop it, but slowly get it the fuck out of here because it's 2021 and we're still treating sex workers like shit and letting them die and get abused and our platforms taken away you know, a lot of people during the pandemic last year, a lot of people were like, okay, I'm going to stop doing in-person work, Yeah. you know, and I'm going to focus on like online work, start, a lot of people started on OnlyFans, like, mm-hmm. and it's like when you then take away OnlyFans, it's like, then I have to go back to in-person work because you're cutting off that fucking revenue stream. Exactly. And it's like you might, a lot of people might put themselves in like dangerous situations, like literally because literally. of- yeah. That, like, lack of platform. Exactly. Like, you're putting people into dangerous situations, like, to get food on the table and bills paid because you just don't want us to, like, I mean, also, too, also too, it's, like, the, the fucking payment processors, like, MasterCard, Visa. Yeah. Have, like, lo- like anti-porn lobbies behind them, mm-hmm. too, that are, like, eh, shut it all down. Yeah. It's so, it's I'm fucking like, legal. It's, it's, like, legal it's, shit. What exactly. the fuck? Exactly. Like, what do you mean, shut it down? Like... And if that's the case, then okay, as um, a great sex worker said, um, I think her name is Sydney, Sydney Leathers, I think okay, on Twitter. Yeah. She said, well, if you're going to get rid of OnlyFans, like, we're just going to go back to fucking your husbands. Yeah. <laughs> like, and okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm 100% okay with that because yeah. what else are we supposed to do? <laughs> like, just kidding. Lots of sex workers have other jobs and, like, you know, education, even though you don't need an education to, like, be successful in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, like, we will continue on and hustle wherever we can because we've been doing it for how long? <laughs> like, they're not going to stop us. Yeah. Like, th- they're trying. <laughs> so, you know, how did the... So, OnlyFans, you know, August 19th, they're like, we're banning sexual content. Yeah. It was like a five-day window. Mm-hmm. When it was all over. It was a five-day window when OnlyFans was no more. I knew... I mean, I was subscribed to somebody that, like, literally just started deleting shit. Damn. They started deleting everything, taking down all the videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're still deleting their OnlyFans. They're like, fuck OnlyFans. Yeah. But, uh, you know, how was that time for you? Like, were you... What were, what were you thinking? What are you what are you thinking when that's going on? Um, honestly, I was stressed because um, OnlyFans is definitely a big part of my income um, as well as in person. So 
I was stressing the frick frack out and was extremely pissed off because I was not expecting it (laughs) at this time. Of course, no one was, but it was just adding like salt to the wound because how many platforms have we lost in the last few years? And then it's like, oh, one of the biggest ones that almost everybody uses is like, yeah, no more adult content. And I'm like, oh, well, fuck you too then. You obviously don't care about us and don't want to lobby against the anti-sex work lobbyists that are trying to take away our livelihoods. I do think that it's like they will, I mean, if they can come for Pornhub, because Pornhub's bigger than OnlyFans. It is. You know? Yeah. Pornhub's bigger than Amazon. Mm-hmm. If they can come for it, like, you still can't buy, like, Model Hub and shit. You still can't buy shit on Pornhub mm-hmm. from, like, January. Damn. And so it's like, if they can come for Pornhub, they can come for anybody, exactly. it seems like. Yeah. They can definitely come for a lot of, a lot of things. They already came for Backpage. So, and, yeah. and those, <laughs> their, their, their creators are sitting in jail. So, yeah. so... Did you join any other sites? Are you on any other sites? Like, I know a lot of people, when, like, the OnlyFans stuff happened, they're like, I'm going to Pocket Stars, mm-hmm. I'm going to Fansly, I'm going to AVN, I'm yeah. going to Just for Fans. I am on Pocket Stars, and I'm also on many vids, and I think it's it at the moment. Okay. I haven't diversified the rest of my, you know, the rest of my content yet to other platforms, Um Simply because the fact that I don't want to use Stress for Fans because, you know, the creator is a piece of shit. Um, and I also do not want to overstimulate and overwhelm myself. So I'm taking things a day at a time. Okay. I will say that, uh, you know, I never heard of Fansly before. Me neither. That was, to <laughs> me, it was like the weirdest thing. I was like, I've heard of all these websites, you know. I, I've heard of all the websites. Yes. But not and then this everyone's one. like, Fansly. I'm like, what the fuck is Fansly? Yeah, where the fuck did Fansly come from? Where? I don't know where this came from. I want to know how old it is. But apparently, it's a thing now. Okay. Or or it was a thing for five days. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Like They're like, oh, we're, we're not banning adult content anymore. Yeah, you're suspending it, which means you're going to probably do it eventually. So we see you. <laughs> What's some of your favorite content that you've created? Hmm. Best so porn. Let's see. Honestly, the last one I made... Um, was great <laughs> with my friend Devorah and my other favorite one was with my friend Johnny. Okay, um, he was also a sex worker. Um, oh yeah, he's great. But I haven't I haven't done like too much porn yet. So in terms of content though, like my own content that I've made, um, some of my favorite photo sets, with you know, isn't necessarily like porn. Porn is my witch photo set, my succubus one. Um, I like I'm a I'm a succubus so. Nice. There's a lot of that in my content, um, and I like the ram's horns. Yeah, those are yeah, those are those are my horns. Um, those are my favorite. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, I got those off of Amazon a long time ago. I can't think of anything else right now. <laughs> okay, how like I know so I watched the I didn't watch the the video with you and Devor, but you mm-hmm. kind of like there's the preview yeah. preview video right? Yes, <laughs> where you talk in and you talk about like about like representation and porn. Yeah, like how how important is representation in porn for you? Right? It's very important for me because we don't see a lot of you know plus size people, disabled people, like people who just aren't like the stereotypical norm of like what you think you would see in porn, which has been you know pushed on us for a long time (laughs) yeah so i i need to see more diversity in porn and so far i'm seeing it especially with a lot of like my fellow black creators they're doing 
the damn thing. How does it feel like, you know, like adding yourself like to that body of work that's like might be like new, not newer, but like underrepresented? Like, how is it at like being part of that, I guess, movement maybe? Mm, it feels pretty empowering. It's a little, a little frightening because. <laughs> Like, I see other people that look like me, but I'm also like, wow, there's not a lot of people that look like me. Um, Because, you know, I got piercings in my mouth, like, and in my nose. And for the most part, like, I have my natural hair or I have, um, you know, whatever hairstyle I'm I'm having for that time. Um, And, you know, I just, I don't look like your stereotypical porn star. Yeah. (laughs) I'm also going to be heavily tattooed probably by the time I'm 30. So. I searched fat dude on Pornhub the other day. There's like a thousand videos. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Where am I? Yeah. More fat dudes in porn, please. Yeah. Like, please. Ugh. People, you heard it here. Like, give us more <laughs> fat men, please, in porn. Give me all the thickums. Most of the results were just like fat asses. And I was like, that's not what I typed in. Exactly. I said fat men. Fat dude. Which means all of it. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> you know so i feel like you know a lot of people maybe when they mention like maybe companion escort it's like they're the vision of what they see is like maybe like a cisgendered yeah skinny white white blonde yeah you know like do you feel like your experience as like a poc non-binary has been different than that that brand that brand i guess yes my experience has been much different um very much different but it makes sense because even in this world, there's going to be Eurocentric beauty standards. Okay. So my experience is much different because when I first started out, I was getting many, many hateful emails. So I do see like people on Twitter just like posting just horrible emails from people. I'm like, how, like, mm-hmm. what? Is, what is my existence? It's like, fuck with you. <laughs> like, it bothers them so bad. <laughs> They're lonely and sad and are obviously big pieces of crap because they don't seem like they have any friends. And if they do, they're not good. I feel a little bad for them. And at the same time, I'm like, I don't feel bad for you because you're all grown ass men and you need to get therapy. At least you're outing yourself by like, I mean, it sucks. Yes. Well, that's not, that's not, that's not, I'd be like, it's at least you're outing yourself by being a dick to somebody, mm-hmm. but that's not a way to do it. Though. Yeah. But Understood. <laughs> at least I know that. I mean, I'd rather find out that someone's a dick and not meet them. Yes, exactly. I People tell on themselves constantly on Twitter, and I'm like, cool, I don't want to meet you. Yeah. I already got the bad vibes, and now this confirmed it. <laughs> yeah. What do you feel like, so I feel like you know a lot of, no matter what your job is, like not every day is going to be like a good day. Yes. What are maybe some challenges or frustrations that you might have within sex work? Hmm. Some of my frustrations are the carrot dangling clients. Um, I don't even really consider them clients. They're just carrot dangling dipshits. The emails where my rates are too high. um, That gets annoying. What else? The comments where, oh, like, would your mother, would your family be okay with you doing this? My retort, my mom knows and does not give a shit my 95-year-old grandma knows and does not give a shit. My entire family knows. Like, one person may give a shit, but I don't care. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, I don't care. I'm completely out to everybody I know because it's literally just my job. Yeah. <laughs> what do you feel like maybe... I mean, there's so many misconceptions yes. with 
sex work, sex workers that the public has because the public doesn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, what they, don't, you, they don't ask. Yeah, they don't ask. But then also, just like what you are shown is just negative. Yes, most of the time, mm-hmm. basically all the time. What do you feel like some mis- misconceptions are that the public has about sex work or sex workers that is just completely false well that we're home wreckers and that we go after like married men on purpose um, and try to ruin relationships also that we're not getting tested and don't practice safe sex um which in reality we're the ones getting tested the most than most civilian people because we have to because we have to practice like safer sex practices because of the work that we do and i do both escorting and porn so i'm constantly on top of my testing oh yeah so yeah (laughs) that's a couple of them fuck yeah do you feel like sex work has helped in any other aspects of your life i definitely feel that sex work has helped in other aspects of my life especially when it comes to being more confident within myself because you have to like be confident to do this job otherwise you're just gonna get eaten alive by the wolves you just have to not let stuff bother you and i know that's hard because i'm a very sensitive person um but i've had to have a backbone and like have thick skin and it's still it's it's thick and occasionally my feelings do get hurt but that's because i'm a normal human being yeah like Everybody has those days, no matter who tells you, no, I'm fine. You're lying. Stop lying to yourself. It's okay to feel human emotions and to feel bad. Like, that's normal. If you're you're not, then I I suggest staying away from those people unless they're working on that. Because some of them do know. And get help. (laughs) Do you feel like how you view yourself has changed at all since getting into sex work? Sort of a similar question. Hmm. Yes. I look at my former self, around my former self, my young self, first getting into sex work, and me now as a 26-year-old adult, and I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell happened? (laughs) But not not necessarily in a bad way. Like, I've grown up a lot, and I view myself now as a much more i guess put together person in terms of like just keeping my life together like because when you're a sex worker like you're your own boss so you have to make your schedule like on your terms of like what you want to do like or if you're making content you got to keep things organized if you can if you can't and you know but you do it and it works like that's great because <laughs> it's hard like especially like if you have like adhd like executive function issues, any other like, you know, illness mentally. Because, yeah. you know, I'm not afraid to say that I'm on the spectrum and that I have ADD because that's a big part of my life. Yeah. So do you just deal with it? <laughs> yeah. Do you have any advice for potentially somebody maybe that wants to get into sex work? Do you have any advice for that person? Hmm. I know a lot of, I feel like I've asked this question before and it's like, you know, it it always depends on who you're giving the advice to. Yes. But in general, do you have any general advice? Hmm. Get a burner phone. 
Like, do not link that ish to anything remotely, like, to your personal life. Also, if you can, find a, find, like, an older sex worker to, like, not necessarily, like, bombard with questions, but, you know, look at their page, you know, see what their brand is, see what brand you want to do, especially if you're going into escorting, like, you can take little things from that and different escorts and like make your own brand, but also you're not plagiarizing like in directly off of people. Yeah. Because of course you're your own person. Um, people do that, which is really shitty, but for the most part, um, <laughs> yeah, like do that. Like do your research. Do your research, please, before you get into this. Because once you go in, you can't come back and that will be on your record for life especially if you're doing in-person sex work like only fans yes people are going to still give you shit and stigma and all that but it's a little different when you're doing full service sex work because it's illegal so <laughs> be careful have someone to call and be in contact with who knows your location um in the event something ever happens to you which i hope to god it never will yeah. um but you have to be careful about these things like even outside of sex work like practice these things like because i've had very bad experiences outside of sex work relating to things that could have saved my life if i had known about it earlier like it's i saved my own life but in terms of like not giving someone your personal phone number like in terms of like you're dating outside like yeah you're trying to get a guesstimate of them like not give them your personal phone number don't let them pick you up like, don't let them know your address. Yeah. Like, stuff like that is, like, also, like, yeah, don't do that here either, because obviously. Yeah. But it works all around. Okay. Does that oh, make yeah. sense? Yeah. Cool. Do you have any advice? There's somebody listening to the podcast right now. Mm-hmm. They've never seen a companion, but they want to do it. Yeah. They're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. They've been listening to a lot of these episodes. Yep. They subscribe to the podcast. They subscribe to Patreon. They friended me. They, you know, it was all, it was great. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I go too far. <laughs> Damn. There's a client listen to this podcast. Maybe they ne- they never seen anybody. Do you have any advice for that person that's never that's new? Um, my advice for the newbies is to do your research on what vibe you want to go with, like who you want to spend time with. Like, um, are you a nerd? Are you into sports? Do you like going to the movies? Or are you like, I want to go out to dinner. Like, I want to go to a show. Um, do your research on what you want to do before you hire one of us. Because it'll make things a lot easier. Especially if, like, you're on our Twitter pages or Instagrams. It'll get you to know us a little better. Be respectful. Don't ask invasive questions like, oh, like, what's your real name? And I say this to newbies because some of you, <laughs> some of you don't have any tags. Yeah. Yeah. Tact. So I nicely say, just be less forward with the personal questions. Because I know some of you don't mean harm, but yeah. it can be a little alarming. What's another advice? One more advice. Hmm. If you're gonna, if you're gonna email us, remember, reading the website is key. Please read our websites because we work very hard on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I make mine personally. Um, I edit oh, nice. it myself. Oh, shit, hell yeah. Yeah, I've been doing that since I first started. First, I used Wix. Now I use Squarespace. Okay. And yeah, I edit that shit myself. So, nice. Yeah, very proud of it. Hell yeah. 
So let's take a little trip to the future. Five years from now, 2026. Mm-hmm. Where are you at? What are you doing? 2026, I am stable. I am bi-coastal in both California and Philadelphia. Nice. Um, or even here. Who knows? Oh, shit. Yeah. It's very pretty here, and I wouldn't mind having a house here. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm fluent in sign language in another language. Don't know which one. Nice. I have to pick. And... My family home is renovated. Nice. Like, that's important to me, like, for me personally, because I want that to be in our family forever, and I want it to look nice, like, in the event that my mom goes and it's renovated, like, I could potentially um, sell it and use the money to do whatever she wanted to do. Yeah. Um, Or keep it and do exactly what she wants to do with the house to preserve it and continue to keep it that way. Fuck yeah. But in the event, she's like, no, screw it, because our neighborhood's become extremely gentrified and a lot of them are freaking assholes. <laughs> um, I'm like, okay, well, you could just sell it and take all the money and then go retire. I'd like to help my mom retire yeah. on the beach somewhere. Especially if they're in you know, California. Yeah. Those she, property yeah. values. Exactly. She's a California girl. Oh, yeah. So, um, and born and raised like me. So nice. I want to be at that level where I can help my mom retire, but I'm stable and like yeah. have my own places across, you know, the country. And I don't know, maybe have a partner. <laughs> That's okay. where I want to be. Hell yeah. yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Are you a fan of stand up comedy at all? I am a fan of stand up comedy. I've always wanted to be a comic, but. I'm a little nervous about that because... <laughs> See, the barrier to entry, solo. Yeah. Solo. You just got to go to in front of a microphone and just talk into it. I know, that's the problem. Is you that... don't even got to be good at it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just so self-conscious about like um, my my voice when it comes to like, talking about things. Because okay. I have a very interesting background. But at the same time, I'm like... If I have a very interesting background, that's something that I could turn into jokes and people want to hear about. Because yeah. who knows, maybe someone has the same background as me. Yeah. So yeah, I love stand-up comedy. I've been watching it for a pretty long time. So. Do you have uh, any favorite comics at all? Yeah, I love Eliza Schlesinger. She's hilarious. Dave Chappelle, of course. Um, so funny. Chris Rock is a comedian, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love, yeah. I love that man. <laughs> yeah, I had to think about it for a second. Don't know why, but he's great. Um, Bo Burnham is one of my favorites. He's a lot of people's favorites. So, I've been watching so, him so for, good. Yeah, he's so good. I'm watching him for a long time. I'm like, I can't help myself. But yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Before we get out of here, do you get a story you want to leave the people on? Hmm, a story. Sex work related story. Any kind of story. Do you get a story for the people? Hmm, I think. Let me think. I think I do have a story for the people. Oh. Um. I went out to lunch with this client in Dallas and really sweet older man. And when we went back to my room after, he had me sit on his lap and eat the piece of chocolate cake that I really wanted to eat that he got me from the restaurant. It was fucking bomb. Hell yeah. And I sat on him and he just started stuffing the bills from my rate in different parts of my body like 
under my boobs, like <laughs> in the fold of my thigh and like in my belly, which was hot because I love my belly. Um, in my thong. <laughs> and he had me count it. Okay. Yep. And I counted out $1,000. While you're eating the cake? Yeah. Nice. Like, I'm like, because as he's doing it, I'm eating the cake and he's putting it in each, oh, in each okay. part and I'm counting. Oh, okay. Like, as he's doing it. Yeah. That was a very, very, very good date. That sounds like, that sounds like, really, like, that's great. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I was, I was shocked, but. I'm just about to eat this cake. Yeah, very happy. <laughs> <laughs> How about yeah. to eat this cake, dog? This is yep, great. Just keep going. We're like, we should do this more. You know, yes. we should do this more often. Yes. He was great. Oh, yeah. Hope he's doing well. Shout out to that guy. <laughs> yes, shout out, shout out to Dallas Man. Appreciate you uh, subscribing to the Patreon, dog. <laughs> you the you the you the boss, dog. Yep. Oh man, Zuri, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's been so much fun. It's been a blast. Thank you so much for inviting me. Hell yeah! Where can the people find you? The people can find me at. Zuri Love at, on Twitter, Z U R I L zero V E, and Instagram, Z U R I I L O V E. I had to think about that for a second. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> and also, if you want to see my website, it's zurilove.com. Zurilove.com and OnlyFans. Where can oh, the people yeah. OnlyFans? My OnlyFans. Yes, my OnlyFans is onlyfans.com slash Zurilove, Z U R R I L O V E. People, everything's there. We got Twitter, we got Instagram, we got the website, we got OnlyFans. Click the links, do the things, give her a fucking subscribe, people. Oh, Zuri. Come see me. Hell yeah. Zuri, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much. I appreciate you inviting me. Let's do this again one day. Fuck yeah, it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, we'll be back later. I hope you enjoyed my interview today with Zuri Love. Shout out, Zuri. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. It was such a good time. Listeners, you can find Zuri on Twitter at Zuri Love, spelled at Z-U-R-I-L-0-V-E. On Instagram, at Zuri Love, spelled Z-U-R-I-I-L-O-V-E. You can find Zuri on OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com, slash Zuri Love, Z-U-R-R-I-L-O-V-E. And Zuri's website, Z-U-R-I-L-O-V-E dot com. I have links in the show notes. Click the links. Do the things. Give Zuri a follow. As always, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Full Service Pod. I am at Tank Funkadelic. Yo, thanks for being here. This has been episode 103. We will be back in two weeks on October 19th. So stay tuned. I'm excited for that episode. What's happening? Oh boy, I'm not telling. Uh, it's a surprise. So hey, I will tweet about it though. Guaranteed. I will tweet about it. So make sure you're following us there. Uh, if you want to support the show, Patreon is the best way to do that. Give us money. Patreon.com slash full service pod. You can hear episodes, interviews. You cannot hear anywhere else. Patreon.com slash full service pod. If you enjoy the show, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on. You'll be alerted as soon as those new episodes drop. Hope you're good. Hope you're well. Hope you're thriving. I will see y'all October 19th. Peace. Full service.